again with a new episode. So, you're doing it again. Another review. And this one is called The Chosen Ones by G.D. White. Um, this is a sci-fi romance genre. The status of this book is completed with 29 chapters. And it has a 4.1 rating with 10 reviews. And it is rated 16 and up. So pretty general audience. Um, yeah, so let's dive on in there and read the summary. <clears throat> in a post-apocalyptic world, the human race is discovering new diseases. However, the diseases have been mutating rapidly, but only affect humans. The government has noticed this, so they begin experimenting in an attempt to come up with a cure. In order for this to occur, we need to have test subjects. So, with the permission of their partners, children from 13 to 18 are gathered in groups and taken to a facility to be tested. Sophrona and Kahal are also a part of these groups. While most children don't remember how they got there, Sophrona remembers everything and is out for revenge. But little does she know her life is about to turn upside down. So it's a pretty decent summary. I mean, it's pretty informative. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of ironic considering the the uh, current state of the world right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so the chapter seems to be a pretty... Uh, it's kind of short, so I might two chapters. I'm going to just take a little gander at the second chapter and see its length. Yeah, the chapters seem to be pretty short in my opinion, so I'll probably read two chapters to really get a good feel of the story. So without further ado, chapter one, arrival to the facility. I sat patiently on the cold mattress. Scars ran up and down my arms from where they inserted the IVs. My long blonde hair was held perfectly in a high ponytail. I wore nothing except a thin except a thin hospital gown in my undergarments. I could hear the clock ticking on the wall opposite from where I sat. An empty meal I'm, I'm sorry. An empty metal tray and a cup sat on the table by the door for my breakfast this morning. The walls looked depressing from plain white paint that covered them. I had been at this facility ever since I was thirteen, and I remember the day I was taken away from my family. It was a bright summer day. The sun was high in the sky, and there was a warm breeze as my brother, Kahal, and I played in the field behind our house. We were playing for what felt like hours. But after a while, my mother called the two of us. Kahal! Sophrona! She said. Come inside, please. We ran inside, and our mother guided us into the living room, where two government officials and my father were sitting. The two men wore black suits and ties and sat professionally on the couch across my father and their faces held little emotion. Here they are, my mother said, her voice strained, possibly from holding back tears. Thank you for your cooperation, one of the men said. Both of the men got up from the couch and began escorting the two of us out of the house. My brother and I began screaming and crying, wondering how and why our parents would do such a thing to us. And that's how I ended up here. I haven't seen Gahal since that day three years ago. I sometimes wonder how he's doing and if he's okay. I always hope that I'll see him again one day. I began thinking about my childhood with him. As I do so, I feel a tear run down my cheek. How did we get here? 
I wondered. And what is the purpose of keeping us here, taking our blood without explanation and inserting an unknown liquid into us? I probably should have been asking these questions a long time ago, but unfortunately, I was that naive. I was cooperating with them to stay alive, so I never asked questions. It's funny. No one but me can remember their past prior to the life here. For some reason, they take all the details of that life away from us, but allow us to remember names. I suppose they'd have to do that to keep our mouths shut and to keep us in the dark. That way we can't say anything about it, and the staff here can't get in trouble for it. But what I don't understand is what they do once the children's memories are removed. Do they replace them with false memories, or do they just let them form new memories? I'm guessing that I won't be getting the answers to those questions anytime soon, though, considering my situation. I'm snapped into my thoughts, and the large metal door that separates me from the world outside this room is opened. A guard, dressed in black military uniform, walks in and grabs my arm roughly. Get up, he says gruffly. I stand up, and he puts handcuffs on my wrist before the two of us exit the room and walk down a long, dull-looking hallway that has lights, which clearly need to be replaced since they won't stop flickering. The floor is cold against my bare feet as I walk behind him. You could have at least let me brush my hair or put some shoes on, I mutter as I stare at the floor. Quit your whining, the guard said irritably. Irritably? Irritably? Is it... I believe that would be irritably. Ah, no, you're right. You're, you're correct. Um, no, actually, that's... That's wrong. It would be irritably, because irritably, which I'm... Hold on. It's giving me two definitions. No, you're correct. To cause to feel impatient or angry, annoy, a loud, bossy voice that irritates listeners. Okay, sorry about that. I, the first one it showed me said inflamed or made raw as part of the body, and I was like, wait a minute. But you're right. I apologize. <laughs> um... Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, I say, amused with his reaction. It's kind of funny how easy it is to get on the guards' nerves, probably because the only thing they do is stand outside of our rooms all day until it's time for us to go to the lab or to the courtyard for our two hours of recreational time before dinner. They probably do that so none of us lose our sanity and start bouncing up the walls like a bunch of monkeys. After what seemed like forever, we made a left turn and continued down another long hallway. I don't recall it taking this on to get to the lab. I comment as I struggle to keep up with his accelerating pace. That's because we're taking a longer way, the guard said with his impatience evident in his voice. Why? I asked. Because the other way is receiving maintenance, he replied. Is it actually receiving maintenance, or is it because of something else? I asked intriguingly. You ask way too many questions, he states flatly. We make a right turn and come to a halt to halt to let the medical team pass with one of the with one of the other teens Did you, okay one thing I'm noticing is that um, I'm a little worried about your grammar because in certain places it just seems like there needs to be a comma or um, and like in the first paragraph it's you have like I sat patiently on the cold mattress period scars are up and down my arms from where they into the IVs period and then you do have like my long comma blonde hair was healthy I'm not sure if you need a comma after long. My long blonde hair was perfectly in a high ponytail. I mean, unless you're using it for dramatic effect, but grammatically, I don't believe that is correct. 
Um, and then I wore nothing except the thin hospital gown and my undergarments, period. I could hear the clock ticking the wall from where I sat, period. An empty metal tray and cut. It's just very, like, you know, just boom, 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 boom. It doesn't really have a chance to flow because there's so many periods or so many rest stops. Um, so I would definitely go back and try to, like, look at those and maybe see where you could put a comma so you have a little bit more ability to flow this first paragraph, especially. Um, another thing that's kind of like bothering me a little bit is you have your dialogue in with your paragraphs, so the dialogue gets a bit lost. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this a little bit slower because I've been trying to slow my pace a little bit when I read, but um, so I've been able to catch them, but you know, if someone was like reading this and they were like not really seeing the quotation marks, um, they definitely would have to go back and make sure and double check where this dialogue came from because then later on down the chapter you actually do separate out the dialogue which is what I like but then you go right back to inserting the dialogue in with your paragraphs so it's a little inconsistent and if you're gonna do it one way or the other I would much rather see it you know with it separated because it's much easier on the eyes um so yeah I will continue did she go overboard again the guard escorting me asked one of the nurses in scrubs, who had chest-colored hair, chestnut-colored hair. No, she replied. This one forgot to eat before going to the lab and passed out shortly after she drew her blood. The guard nodded and continued towards our destination. We made a few more turns, and by the time we got to the hallway that led to the entrance to the lab, my toenails were turning a little blue and my feet were ice cold. As we approached the steel metal doors, I could hear the awful sounds of screams, restraints moving, and people yelling orders. It literally sounded like the souls that burned in the fiery pits of hell, and that's all I heard in my sleep every night. I heard people crying in pain and sorrow. We miss our families and the comforts of home. We miss the days when we could go out and play for as long as we wanted. We miss the ability to touch each other without worrying about contaminating each other. We miss our basic human rights. When the guard opens the doors, I can't believe the sight in front of me. Kahal? Last scene of chapter one. Um, for one, I do applaud you for your uh, ending of the first chapter. It's very gripping. It's definitely a really great cliffhanger, and I love good cliffhangers. Um, although there is like a mild, 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 very mild. I only caught it once. Repetition, which is you know when you said the ability to touch each other and then worrying about contaminating each other. Um, I kind of already went over like you know just briefly, like. T- two minutes ago about the, you know, dialogue being interlaced with the paragraphs and whatnot. Um, I'm actually going back up a little bit because there was one particular spot that I noted that kind of bothered me a little bit, but I just didn't even think about saying anything at the time. Um, Hold on, I'm sorry. So when you have the people take the kids away I personally feel like I would love to see more of that interaction like more of that like you know when they see the the two strange men who obviously look very professional and whatnot I'd love to see them like you know the oldest if whether that's a sister would be like you know what's going on and then you know maybe have one of the parents give a very vague answer or even one of the, the professional 
men give a vague answer of what's going on. And so that way the kids have time to like, you can see them being like, something isn't right. And then, you know, having them whisked away. Because, I, I don't know, I feel like that would just bring an, another impact to that particular scene. Um, I mean, you obviously don't have to do that. It's just, it's just my opinion. Um, but I feel like that would really pack an extra oomph, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I would love to know how long it's been. Because... I'm scanning as I say this. Okay, that day was three years ago, so she's 16 years old. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I'm very curious to know what's going on. Um, and... Yeah. So, I'm just checking to see. We're at 13 minutes right now, so I'm de- I am going to read the second chapter. Um, because that one was pretty short. Alright. Chapter 2. Childhood. I was amazed at how much he'd grown. His hair was dirty blonde now, and he stood at least six feet tall. He was skinny, and his golden hair was relatively long, but overall, he appeared to be healthy. He turned and looked at me with wide eyes. Sophrona? He said as he slowly approached me. I nodded and gave him a bright smile. We hugged each other, but were separated almost instantly. No touching! The guard holding Kahal stated flatly. The two guards guided us down a hallway after hallway. The two guards guided us down a hallway after... Um, I would take away the A. The two guards guided us down hallway after hallway. I don't know if you meant to put the A there, but that... Don't... That doesn't need to be there. All my life, the only family I've ever known was Dana, Arthur, and Cahal Blakely. I was found on their doorstep 16 years ago, on May 14th, 2054. Oh wow, so this is like really in the future. That's pretty dope. It was a warm evening, or so I'm told, and the sun was setting when Arthur found me after he arrived home from work. It was a warm evening, and so I'm told, and someone came around and found me after he arrived home from work. The last part of that is a little bit of a mouthful. Um, I don't think. I think if you said the sun was setting when Arthur found me after he. I think you should just get rid of the he arrived home from work and just say the someone said when Arthur found me on his doorstep or something like that. Because just the way it's written right now to me and for me is kind of a mouthful. Just a lot of little words for something that could be more simplistic. Um, I know I've said it before on my podcast, but less can always be more. (laughs) Um, Other people might not have a problem with that sentence. It's just personally for me a mouthful. He looked to see if there was a note of some kind that would explain why I was there, but there was no note to be found. So, he gently scooped me into his arms and brought me into the lovely home. It was a small house with four bedrooms and one bathroom, but it was home to them. How is that small? What kind of homes do you guys living in? A small house is a two-bedroom, sir. Ungrateful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Um, no, but seriously, four bedrooms and one bathroom is not that small of a house. I guess it depends on the layout of the house. But having four bedrooms at all is pretty great. <laughs> um, but it was home to them. They welcomed me with open arms and cared for me. 
Dana and Arthur taught me how to read, write, as well as basic, basic, as well as basic mathematics until it was time for me to go to, to elementary. That's kind of odd sentence. I mean, it's an odd detail, I guess. I mean. I don't I think that's a little bit of an unnecessary detail. I mean, if you, you went to school like every other normal kid, then I don't really understand why that has to be there. I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know, to me, I just think it's unnecessary. I think I would just stop it at, they welcomed me with open arms and cared for me and end that paragraph there and just take out the Dana and Arthur part, teaching Carter read and write, as well as basic mathematics before she went to elementary school, because kids go to school. That's just... I mean, I, I get that this is like 2054, but I'm assuming in the next 34 years, we're still going to have school and education. So that's just a thought. I'm sorry if it came off bitchy, but it just kind of threw me off. Kahal and I were inseparable from that moment on. We would play football. So is Kahal theirs? So I'm assuming she was the only one adopted and Kahal was already their child. Is what I'm assuming. Kahal and I were inseparable from that moment on. We would play football, basketball, and other sports and games together, no matter the weather. Again, I don't really think you need to name off the sports. I think you should say we played sports and games together, no matter the weather. Because sports, you know, I don't know. It's just a long sentence for something that could be made more simplistic. Um... He would always win, of course, but I didn't care because I was spending time with him. The two of us also learned self-defense from my father when we were about 10 years old, when he wasn't working, of course. As time went on, we formed an unbreakable bond. He would also comfort me when I had nightmares and chase away anyone who bullied me, and I would do the same for him. Then came his 8th grade graduation. I was devastated that he was graduating because that meant that I had to face my bullies alone, and that terrified me. So, am I... Kahala is the oldest one then. Okay. I was curious about that because we have her age, but we don't have Kahala's age. So I am curious to know how much older Kahala is compared to Sephora. Sephora? Sephrona. <laughs> Sephora. I'm so sorry. Um, after he left middle school, I became what some adults would consider being a quote-unquote, troubled child. It was hard for me to adjust the following year. I was limited, I was limited friends-wise. I was limited friend, friends-wise. I think it's just friend-wise. Take away the S. Because friends is plural and friend is one. And because you're saying friend-wise, it would be friend, not friends. I was limited friend-wise since I wasn't exactly the most social individual. I had some friends, but sometimes, okay, Sometimes I didn't feel like I could count on them. It was that year, my seventh grade year, that I realized that some of the people I thought were my friends were just talking about me behind my back. I didn't appreciate that, so I decided to confront them about it, and boy, was my mom angry with me that day. Is is this to showcase trust issues for her? Because it just seems like we were like kind of like having this really... Uh, what is that called? Reunion moment? And now it's just about how she didn't have friends in school.
And that, um, it happened on September 26, 2067. It was a day after the first day of fall. You could tell the summer was still around because it was still warm out. I was walking through the halls of Springfield Middle School on my way to my math class. See, like, I'm not against, like, hearing about her background, but I just feel like it's a little strange to have it right now, considering the fact that she's, like, really excited to see Kahal again. At the same time, I guess this, this is normal. Ignore me. Um... Oh, we had a math class that I had in five minutes. As I was walking down the hall, I walked past my so-called friends when I just so happened to hear one of them say, Sephora is such a loser. I mean, she isn't even really a part of the Blakely family. As I recognized the voice as Alicia Collins, at first I chose to ignore her words because I didn't see the point of starting anything. But then she decided to say, I can see why her parents didn't want her. And that's all it took for me to ball my fists. I can understand if we were still in elementary school and Alicia pulled this move, which she did. We're in middle school and it's time that she grew up a bit. Geez, I said. I thought we were in middle school, not elementary. All she did was glare at me before saying, No wonder your brother graduated last year. I would have too if I was related to you. That's such a strange insult. Like, he has any control over the fact that he graduated. <laughs> Alright. That's like a... I don't know. To me, that's kind of a silly little insult. Um, I definitely... I mean, you don't have to change it at all because it's kind of comedic in a way. But, like, I don't know if comedic is, going, is what you're going for. If it's not, I would definitely think of a different type of insult because people don't really have control over <laughs> when they graduate. I mean, I guess you could purposely flunk if you wanted to. But, <laughs> I don't know. That's just kind of strange to me. Her face had triumph written all over her, all over it, and I was determined to wipe it clean off of her. <sighs> a lot of people do this. They go off of, and if you're ever going to do off of, rule of thumb, just leave it with off. Wipe it clean off her face. So if you ever get an off of sentence, take away the of and just leave the off, because that is going to be more fluid and smoother. You know, I was just going to tell you to keep your opinions to yourself, I said darkly, but now you just pissed me off. And with that, I spun around and gave her a hard jab to the face. I'm pretty sure that I broke her nose because as soon as my fist came into contact with her face, I heard a crack just before she cried out in pain. Don't you ever say that about me, mine and my brother's relationship. Mine and my brother's? Would it be me and my brother? Mine and my brother's. Does that really matter? I know I'm doubting myself a lot more than usual, but it's strictly because, for one, I want to be correct if I'm correct, but I also am tired. <laughs> so, um, I'm just checking, I'm just double checking this really fast. Mine and my brother's relationship. I don't know. I mean, I guess I just think mine and my brother's relationship sounds a bit weird. But that's just maybe that's just because I'm used to people saying me and my brother, or my brother and I. I screamed at her before I was taken to the principal's office. When my mother arrived, she was furious, whereas Kahal was restraining himself from laughing hysterically. 
It was the first fight I'd ever been in. Granted, I probably should have waited until Alicia or one of her slaves throw a punch first. That way I could claim that I punched her out of self-defense, but what's done is done. So, again with the grammar thing you have, it was the first fight I'd ever been in, comma, granted I probably should have waited until Alicia or comma, or one of her slaves were punched first, comma, that way I could claim that I punched her out of self-defense, comma, but what's done is done. I think you should try to find an area to put a period. I like. I feel like it should be, it was the first fight I'd ever been in, comma, granted, granted I had, or, I'm sorry, it was the first fight I'd ever been in, period, granted I probably should have waited until Alicia, comma, or one of her slaves threw a punch first, period. That way I could claim that I punch her of self-defense, comma, but what's done is done. That's how I would do it. Do you think dad is going to be just as angry as our mom is? I ask a hall quietly as, I feel like you don't need to have our mom in there in dialogue towards Kahal because he already knows it's both of your moms. So I would just put just be just as angry as mom is because he already knows that you refer, you're referring to both of their mother. I asked quiet, ask Kahal quietly as our mom spoke to the principal about my punishment. See right there I was saying our mom is fine because you're explaining it to the reader not as dialogue to the other character. He's probably going to be disappointed because you started the fight, but I doubt he'll yell at you. He answered with a reassuring smile. I nodded and crossed my fingers, hoping that I wasn't going to die of fright later on. I ended up getting suspended for three days, and that night my dad ended up doing precisely what Kahala said he would, which, uh, which irritated our mother, but he didn't care. Um... Again, you have a lot of commas. I ended up getting suspended for three days, comma, and that night my dad ended up doing precisely what Kahala said he would, comma, which irritated our mother, comma, but you didn't care. Um, I would just put, instead of a comma after Kahal said he would, I would put a period, which irritated our mother, comma, but he didn't care, period. Instead, he moved his long, fair fingers through his short brown hair inside before going upstairs to his bedroom. My mother, on the other hand, grounded me for a week that year, which would be the same week where Hall and I were given to the government. And that's the end of the chapter. Not as great as a cliffhanger as the last one was, but, you know, cliffhangers are really hard. Hold on one second, guys. Let's take a sip of my drink. So one thing I really want to like touch on is that, um, like I said, I'm assuming that Kahal was already part of the family before Sephrona showed up, but I'd really like to know like a little bit of their backstory of how they properly were introduced to each other to make them so inseparable. Like, was there a specific moment? Is Kahal like, how much older was Kahal? Like, did he take up the brotherly, like the brotherly role like immediately? Um, and, you know, you mentioned at one point that they were both 10 when they learned karate, so that makes me think, like, maybe he's not older. I don't know, like, the age of Kahal is, like, really kind of out in the open. Um, and... I don't know, I mean, the grammar stuff kind of, like, 
continues on. It's just the overusage of commas. Um, and again, with the dialogue being uh, kind of snuck in there with the paragraphs. Um, overall, though, I think this is a pretty interesting story. Um, I'm definitely not usually one for sci-fi, but, you know, this definitely is really interesting, and I'm not just saying that because it's a review, I'm saying that because I honestly am curious of where this is going, and, you know, I think it's so funny how, you know, I'm reading this right now, and we're kind of dealing with COVID-19 still, and you're talking about, like, disease and stuff like that. I don't know if that was planned, but it's definitely, it's definitely has its irony, so... Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, overall rating, I would give this story probably a four point, a four point three. Um, do the grammatical, like the grammatical errors. Actually, I'm gonna go four point five because the gra- oh my gosh, if I could just speak, the grammatical errors are not atrocious. It's just overusage of commas, and I would like to see the dialogue kind of split up and, you know, a little bit more history about Call himself. Especially if he's going to be a, you know, main character, which from the summary I'm assuming he is. I would love to know more about Gahal. Um, also, you know, I noticed you write in first person, and first person is a really challenging point of view to write from, and I think you did that extremely well. So I really do applaud you on that. And that first cliffhanger is is something else. Like I really like that as well. Um. So yeah. Um. I really hope you guys enjoy this review, and I will see you guys later. Bye!